Glory to God. You know, I, I, I literally have to be careful every time I go to teach, every time I go to speak, because I have lots of time to get me ready. And everybody else just walks in and they sit down. And some even people look at me and I know they're thinking to themselves, this man's weird. He acts so excited. He's so happy. <laughs> well, I've had time for this word to work on me, you know. And so I find myself praying for ways for God to help us get the soil ready. We're, we're about to, we're going to spread some seed today. And, and I don't want it to fall on dead, dry ground that won't grow anything and won't, won't cause there to be a harvest. Please forgive me for my southern accent. I, I need an interpreter, but nobody ever gives me one. So, <laughs> Let me remind you of something before we go any further. Let, let, let me give you a little reminder of something that's going to help you get ready for the seed we're going to cast today. You all for that? How many of you realize that once in a while we have to be reminded through the Word of God that we're eternal beings? We're created in the image of God. Am I right, wrong? I'm right. We're eternal beings. Now, you can sit there in that chair today and you can be so overwhelmed with life. And you can be, can you not? You can be overwhelmed with life and it can keep you from getting the Word that God wants you to get today. So what I like to do is read this passage of Scripture, and I've done it before, and I will do it again. I have no doubt in my mind. Before we get to Colossians 3, 1 through 4, I want us to review 1 Thessalonians 5.23, and only take two minutes, and we can move on. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the only time in the Bible that you see the, the, the priority of these three things mentioned about us. In, and I think in the proper order, because it says your whole spirit. How many of you know that you are a spirit? How many of you know that you have a soul? We know the third part, we live in a body. I showered this morning, I shaved, I used deodorant. You should, you'd be happy. It's time to say thank you. Thank you, okay. Why? Because we're physically conscious, right? I flossed my teeth. I mean, let's get real personal, isn't it? But I got ready to physically come here this morning. So we know we're physically conscious, are we not? But I'm telling you, you are a spirit. And, and that, that's the eternal way God made you. You are a spirit. I think it would behoove us sometime to pray about what we must look like, the real us. Are, are we undernourished? You know, are we, are we well fed? Are we nutritionally sound? The real us, the real us. I mean, you can tell by looking at my physical body that I'm a high performance wide body model. But you don't know really what I look like spiritually all the time. But it's how... Other people can tell, I'm telling you. Other people can tell sometimes. You know, and, and the goal is, if I say to you, if I say to you, do you want other people to see Jesus in you? Wouldn't the answer be yes? Well, you've got to get ready for that. That doesn't come by accident. Amen? Okay. So, say this with me. 
Repeat after me. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. That's how you exist in this realm. You damage the body bad enough, the spirit's going to go home. Does that, you, you understand that? All right? All right, so I, we're here together. Why, why did I remind you of that? I need you to open up. Let your spirit, let your spirit receive the word today. All right? Okay? And if you're worried about that soul thing, I don't have time to teach you, but, you know, the, that soul, that brain, is where you make a lot of quality decisions about your life. Now, I'm going to remind you of that again next week when we teach, because it's time that we all make a whole bunch of quality decisions about our life. And we're going to talk about that next week. Right now, we're going to tamper with what I call our spiritual consciousness, and it's going to be good for us. Amen? Amen. All right, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Praise God. Praise God. This, this, that's, this, we're going to try to prepare a plate of meat today. And we're going to wash it down with some milk. Because everybody needs something from this message today. Not everybody's ready for meat, though. But many of us are. And we're going to get some of it both. And we're going to plant some seeds. And we're going to move forward with God. How many of you know that all of you are unique in this room and all of you have different fingerprints, right? All of us are unique. All of us have different fingerprints. And as a police officer, I, I was a cop for 20 years. I never solved a single crime with somebody's fingerprints, but however, on TV, they do it often, <laughs> right? On TV. All right, so what point am I trying to make here? We're all unique, but I want you to think about this with me for a minute. Forget about the fingerprints for a minute and answer this question for yourself. How do you see yourself? What do you think about where you're at in your spiritual experience? What do you think about where you're at in your growth, in your relationship with God. Where are you today? You and Jesus and, and Father, y'all the only ones that can answer that question. I cannot answer it for you. You've got to answer it for yourself. But I'm telling you that there are healthy ways to do it and there are unhealthy ways to do it. If you do it in an unhealthy manner, you'll just bury yourself. You only need to do it through the light and the help of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. You know, I want to apologize to you for the times in my life when I've been in a pulpit and I implied that I've heard the voice of God because I've never heard. I've never meant to imply that I've heard the audible voice of God. But how many of you know that you can, you can hear him in here? You can hear him in here, right? Because just this morning, and, and, and by the way, I want to say I love my brother and I love my sister-in-law. They're here visiting from Florida. And, and, and just wave, just wave. Yeah. Those two poor people have heard this sermon 16 times, <laughs> okay? Because they were in the room while I'm just getting happy, right? And I told my sister-in-law, who grew up across the street from us, so I've known her a long time. I said to her, you know when I know I've heard from God? I heard from God when I got a good idea because I'm too stupid to come up with one on my own, you know? 
when something really deep hits you, you know God has just blessed your socks off, right? God's just blessed your socks off. And, and I thought about what defines me, how I think about myself. And, and I wrote this note down. Imagine if the cross of Jesus Christ was the most dominant marking of your self-image. What if the cross was the dominant marking of your self-image? It needs to be. It needs to be. You know, I almost titled this message, If. Because then the first word in the first scripture, If then you have been raised with Christ. Verse 20 in the previous chapter said, If you died with Him. Those are rhetorical ifs. Because you did die with Him. And you were raised with Him. But we don't think about that very much. You know why we ought to? Because the words were used by Paul in Christ, in Him, by Him, through Him, 160 times, by Paul alone. If you, you go throughout the entire Bible, you can find it, I, I'm thinking it's somewhere around 300 times. But flush that. I know that Paul did it 160 times. How many of you know if, if the Bible mentions something 160 times that we should place some value on it? Now, I place a great deal of value in it, and I'm hoping and praying that when you leave here today, you will place a great deal of value on it, a great deal of value. How many of you, how many of you, you know, we're not, we're not ashamed of Christ, amen? How many of you have asked Jesus into your heart? Many of us. Oh, well, it looks like, looks like roomful. All right. You know what happened on that day? Did, any, did anybody pray with you that day and tell you now Christ has come to live in your heart? Because that's what he did, right? That's what we learned in the beginning, that Jesus himself, this loving Savior, has come and set up housekeeping in my heart. But let me tell you something, that's just the beginning. One day, you've got to grow, and you've got to get to the point where you understand that not only is He living in your heart, but you are hidden in Him. Now, He's in my heart. How many of you know Jesus can be everywhere? Jesus is everywhere by the power of the Spirit. But He's in my heart, and He's also seated at the right hand of the Father. So, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's in me, and I'm in Him because I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. See, stop, stop your stinking thinking. Your stinking thinking is based on the watch on your wrist. God is not bound by time. God is not bound by time. I'm an eternal being. I'm a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. So not only am I standing here preaching and teaching in front of you today, but I'm in Christ. In, and he's in heaven, where sin, sickness, and disease cannot stand in the presence of God. Whew. So when I'm tempted to say, oh, Lord, I can't preach, I can't teach, I am a mess. <laughs> I cannot go give your word away today because I'm just a mess. He just starts reminding me of where I'm at. And you know what I've learned? I learned things like this, and I'm hesitant to use those words. But I've learned what grace is such a wonderful and powerful thing. So as you grow in Christ and you start to realize that the problems I'm facing in life, all of these things that seem to overwhelm me, when I think more about being in Christ where He is right now, the less effect those overwhelming problems have on me. 
and the better prepared I get to give away God's word. All the barriers go down. They fall away. And if you stand up here and you're going to preach the gospel and teach the word of God by jinkies, you better get ready. You better be ready. You better have, you know, the spirits in tune. and Your spirit is in tune. It's lined up with what the Holy Spirit wants. So you get your mind right and you move forward. It's the difference between me standing up here and giving you a lecture and me standing up here and giving you something you can take home with you. My identity is in Christ. My identity is in Christ. Can you say amen? amen? What this means is we're being formed into the image of the Lord and we want other people to see Jesus when they look at us. You know where I got that? Galatians chapter 4.19. I don't talk about things but Scripture for the most part. All I did was write down verses of Scripture. Think about this. In Christ, there is no condemnation for us. Romans 8.1. In Christ, we can never be separated from God's love. Romans 8, 39. In Christ, we who are many form one body. That's Romans 8, 39 or Romans 12, 5. We have wisdom from God. In Christ, we have wisdom from God. In Christ, our labor is not in vain. In Christ, we are a new creation. In Christ, we who are many, from one, are, are many form one body. Uh, in Christ, we become God's children. In Christ, we become... Uh, in Christ, we have every spiritual blessing. I am wearing the wrong glasses. In Christ, we have the forgiveness of sins. In Christ, we were also chosen. In Christ, we are for the praise of His glory. In Christ, we've been seated in heavenly realms. In Christ, we've been given the incomparable, incomparable riches of God's grace. In Christ, we who were once far away from Him have been brought near. In Christ, we are built together as a holy building. In Christ, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. In Christ, we are light. In Christ, our joy overflows. In Christ, all our needs are met according to His glorious riches. In Christ, we are holy and faithful. In Christ, all things hold together. We have our hope of glory. In Christ, we become fully mature. In Christ, we are hidden, are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge for us. In Christ, we are rooted and built up. In Christ, we have been given the fullness of deity. In Christ, we come into reality. In Christ, our life is now hidden. In Christ, we will rise from the dead. In Christ, we can give thanks in all circumstances. In Christ, we have faith, hope, and love. In Christ, we can gain an excellent standing and great assurance. In Christ, we have the promise of life. Can you say amen? All of those things are in conjunction with what I call the in Christ message. If you, you know, you can claim scriptures, you know, you can claim scriptures, but I'm talking about your life that has been changed by those scriptures. You ever worry about, uh, you ever cross your mind, you get concerned about really what's going to happen to you when you die? What's going to happen to me when I die? I can remember a time in my life where I would get overwhelmed about, you know, I, I, I'm just being honest with you. Am I really, 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 really going to go to heaven? And I'm the only one, I'm sure, that's ever had that, that thought cross their mind. You know, and, and the reason why is I came to the realization that, you know, how many of you know hell's going to be hot? Hell's going to be hot. Why do we know hell's going to be hot? The Bible tells us hell's hot. 
the Bible tells you hell's hot, guess what? It's hot. You know? I mean, why? Because this book does not lie. But let me tell you this, and I'm not going to dwell on it long because I don't like to dwell on it long. There'll come a time when this age is over and God passes judgment and people go to hell. There's going to be something that happens that we have no point of reference for it. So the Bible doesn't talk a lot about it. The Bible talks a little bit about it. But it's what's going to make hell, hell, is the total and complete lack of the presence of God for which we have no reference for. Now, I, I'm not going to stand here and tell you I've arrived. I'm, I'll tell you every time I go to speak, I'm a mess. Outside of Jesus Christ, I could not do this. I could not convey the living word of God and still can't without his help. I have to have his help. But think about this with me for a minute. I know that the more I get to know God, the more I realize what's really bad about hell and what's really not so bad about hell. I mean, it, forever and ever and ever you burn. That, that's bad. We all have a, you know, a point of reference for touching a hot stove or, or being burned or got caught on fire or something. You know people that have been burned. And I don't want to burn forever. But I'm telling you, more importantly, I don't want to be cut off from the presence of God. Forever. I don't want to be cut off in the presence of God, and it scares me so bad that I do a spiritual gut check once in a while. You know what I'm saying? And I always come to the same conclusion. Thank God for grace. And what, what else have I stumbled into, it feels like, at times? Because sometimes you feel like, Pastor, you stumbled into truth. You know what I've learned about grace? How powerful it is? It's more powerful than any sin in the world. I mean, it, grace overwhelmed sin amen but i've learned that if you press in to that knowledge and the power of the grace of god not only will it cleanse you from your sins it cleans you it, it it helps you it changes you there's forgiveness in it but there's a power in grace that if you rely upon it will keep you from sin and a lot of christians they they only know about the forgiveness part about it they don't know about the keeping part they don't know about that protection part, that part that if you press in. Because why? Grace is just the personality of God being manifest in our lives, you see. And, and God will minister to you and through you to help you not sin. It, that's a deep truth in and of itself, amen? I'm gonna lay, I want to lay something out here for you. How many of you know that when you got powerful passages of Scripture, sometimes it takes a longer deal just to intro it? We're not going to be here long. Don't, don't panic. I always have, I do that for my wife and kids, but she's downstairs today, so I don't have to worry about her. Hey, I stand corrected. <laughs> In Christ, then, according to the passage of scriptures we've read this morning, in Christ, what should I seek? Well, let's look at verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. 
For you to come into any comprehension of what that really means, what I've even tried feebly to touch on today, is we've got to go for a deeper relationship with Him on a more personal level than we ever have in our lives. It's a call to deeper relationship. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Think about all the things that, that heaven must be like for a minute. How wonderful it must be. What a, what a, a peaceful place, you know. People have asked me before, what do you think you're going to do when you get to heaven? Listen to me carefully. This is deep. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know if it's humanly possible for me to care less. <laughs> I just want to be there. You know, I just want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there with Jesus forever, you know. I used to carry a list around in my back pocket of all these questions I was going to ask when I got there. And one day I pulled that out and just tore it up. You don't know how free that will set you. Tear that list up. Get rid of it, you know. You're going to find out all those things when you get there. You know what I'm saying? I just can't wait to hang out with the guys when I get up there. You know, that, that lived through in the Old Testament before Jesus ever died on the cross for their sins. You, you know what I'm saying? where they had to go through all those rituals and, and shed the blood of innocent animals to cover their sin. Not cleanse it, cover it so that they could have relationship with God. And here we are now in the New Testament where the shed blood of Jesus Christ doesn't just cover our sins, it removes all barriers between us and God, between us and the truth. The truth. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. devil go deeper in relationship with God. Dwell on this fact. Not only is Jesus living in you, but you're living in him. You're living in him. And he's at the right hand of the Father. Amen? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I, I know people now that are a little older than me, and all they ever talk about now is Jesus. Known some of them a long time, didn't always talk about Jesus. Now all they talk about is getting to know Jesus better and going to heaven and what it will be, be like to get there and leave all this behind, you know? Leave all the toil behind. Leave all the pressure behind. Leave this sinful world behind. We've got a reward waiting for us. Just flush the toilet on the fact that you don't deserve it. Forget about that. Amen? Just remember Jesus. Just remember Jesus. Don't listen to the liar. You know, God already knows what a mess you're in. Why in the world do you try to... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't butter it up. You know what I'm saying? We're all human beings and God knows us. God knows what human nature is because he created it and then he made a way to deal with it. Amen? In Christ. In Christ. Point number two, in Christ, how should I think? Well, verse two tells us, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. In Christ, how should I think? I wrote, dwell on spiritual truth, not on physical limitations. Dwell on spiritual truth. You know what? We spend so much time talking to God about 
you know, so many things that are on very superficial level. And, and we're not really wasting God's time, we're wasting our time. Really, you know. Believe it or not, it's not all about me or you. Really, it's all about Christ. We need to start dwelling on spiritual truth, not on physical limitations. If I wanted to, I could stand here and give you a list of things about my life when times when I've come under attack by the devil. How I many you know he'd like to kill you? <laughs> he'd like to kill you. You know, it's kind of like the old, old adage, uh, you know, you're in high school and this girl, she's broke up with this guy and she thinks she's never going to love again. There's never going to be anybody else, you know. And she's mad at this guy, but she's got a photograph of him. Holding a photograph. An image of this guy. It's just an image. She can't beat him up. She can't tear him up. But she tear that picture up, stomp on it. Right. How many of you know the devil cannot beat God? So then, how many of you know that he likes to come after that which was created in the image of God? He'd like to chew you up and spit you out. He can't do it unless you let him. Do you know that I can show you in the Bible, and I don't want to waste your time with it, I can tell you that the teeth of the devil has been pulled. Look it up. So he can't kill you. If you want to step in there and be gummed to death, that's your business. <laughs> I choose not to. How about it, brother? I choose not to be gummed to death. Amen? You know? I, I tell you what, the more we learn about these things, the more dangerous we become to the kingdom of darkness. You know? Because then the demons of hell that have been trying to dog you and come after you and chew on you and, and like a little, it's like a little chihuahua that's a cross between a rat and a piranha coming after your heels, biting, biting, jabbing, biting, 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 barking, biting, and barking. Don't put up with it. Amen? Don't put up with it. So in Christ, what should I seek? Deeper relationship. In Christ, how should I think? Dwell on spiritual truth not on physical limitations. Point three, in Christ, what should I know? Dead men don't tell lies. Listen to me. Dead people don't sin. You ever notice that? How many of you ever been to a funeral? How many of you know the sinning stopped? It's over. It's over. What am I trying to say? If I'm in Christ, if He's in me and I'm in Him, then I've already died with Him, I've already been raised from the dead, and, and now you can choose to embrace sin anytime you want, alright? But don't tell me you have to. Don't tell me you have to do it, amen? Don't tell me you have to do it, because I'm dead. <laughs> it's hard for me to pull that rabbit out of the hat without breaking its neck. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Listen, if you sin, it's because you chose to. Don't get mad at nobody else. Amen? You know? Thank God for grace. It's what Paul said. Well, because, uh, because of what I know about the law now, what I should and shouldn't do, if I, should I sin so that grace abounds? And he said, heaven, no. <laughs> no, right? No. <laughs> You know, that was scary there for a second. 
<laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm feeling it now, Pastor. <laughs> no. Heaven forbid, he said. That's what I was looking for. You saw that look on my face, didn't you? That's all right, because I saw the look on yours, too. <laughs> you know, every now and then, the pastor's got to stand up and correct things and steer things, and I almost gave him one, right? No, heaven forbid. No, no. Will, will, will grace overcome your sin? Yes. But we need to reach a point where we slow that wagon down. Amen? Where that station, uh, that train pulls into the station and we stop riding it. Okay, you see what I'm saying? What would happen? I'm going to tell you, I, I, could, I could doom and gloom. I could tell you some things that are heartbreaking. I, I will tell you that my heart is broken because the body of Christ in the world is missing it. We're missing it. If we were driving the nail straight, this place wouldn't hold everybody. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you, and I will say this to you. I pastored many churches over a lifetime. I'd rather have a church built on the Word of God more so than anything else. Anything else. All right? And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But I will tell you what a crying shame it is that churches are being pastored all over this world where the Holy Spirit can't show up and do any and everything He wants to do because we aren't prepared to handle it. And that's a crying shame. You know, I said, Lord, I don't want to dog on anybody today, but every now and then you just got to say what the truth is. You know, I, I'm telling you that if we would just get this in Christ's message into our, into our beings and, and begin to live by it, this church would be a step closer to the Holy Spirit being able to come in and show Himself and do what He wants to do without it ruining us. Because, listen, I, I have watched the major revivals in this world in my lifetime, and they only last for a short period of time because we can't handle it. We can't handle God showing up and being God in our midst because we mess it up. So I, I, I preach like this and I teach like this in, in hope and in faith that, that God will get us ready. That God will get us ready. We got to get our stinking thinking fixed. We got to get beyond just thinking, thank God Jesus has come to live in my heart and start thinking about where we really dwell. Christ is in heaven, folks. And, and, and it's part of preparing us to get there. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you will walk out here today and you'll think to yourself, I really didn't get it. I really didn't get it. I don't know what he's pushing so hard for. Just pray about it. Just let the seed get in that soil. Just promise me that you'll water it with prayer and see what kind of harvest Father will bring forth. This man, this woman can't do it. All by themselves, I mean, alone, not, not, not with anybody with them. I mean, they, they can't do it. But all of us together with Jesus, letting God be God, letting Father be Father, letting the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, we're going to be all right, man. Amen? Point number four, in Christ, what shall I look forward to? So, so far, we've got deeper relationship. Two, we've got dwell on the Spirit, dwell on spiritual truth, not on physical limitations. Three, dead men tell no lies. Sin, sin would slow way down in our lives. Amen? 
Dead people don't sin. All right, now here, this is an important one. In Christ, what should I look forward to? Well, what does verse 4 say? When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Listen to me very carefully. Listen to me now. What did I say earlier? I said, I don't like to dwell on hell. I don't like to, you know, I like to thank God for grace. I like to thank God that I'm going to heaven. And I, you know why I don't have to worry about hell anymore? Listen to me. Because I think everybody in this room would like to stop worrying about hell. Amen? We're in this in Christ message. We get to point four. In Christ, what should I look forward to? Get past worrying about whether you're going to heaven when you die. And start looking forward to the time when he returns that you will be with him when he does. Why? Because verse 4 doesn't say anything about anything else about being with God until he fast forwards and we're returning with him. Going to hell is not a worry in this verse of Scripture. It's not, it's not bothering anybody. It didn't. In other words, look, look with me now. Go to verse 1 again. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And then it jumps forward to when Christ, who is your life, appears. Isn't that what, isn't that what we're talking about here today? Our life is in Christ. Well, outside of Christ, we're a mess, right? In Christ, everything's okay. And the verse jumps forward. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Oh, it doesn't mention nothing about you don't have to fear going to hell. No, it jumps back to us, him appearing and us being with him. It just jumps forward. I like that. I don't think it's an accident, Pastor. I may be wrong, but you know what? If I am wrong, it doesn't matter. That's powerful. <laughs> That's powerful. Jump past this thing about worrying about going to hell. Get past it. Get over it. Quit dwelling on it. Stop thinking about it. Let's get ready for what it is that God really wants to do next. And now, I, I, I said harsh words today about that. I did. I know I did. Church is a mess in a way. You know what I'm saying? And we're in such a mess that we, we aren't prepared for the Holy Spirit to come and in that one church down there in Florida, Pastor, the Holy Ghost fell and split a pulpit in half. Cracked it from the top to the bottom. In front of everybody. It was the beginning of one of the great revivals of the last century. Was the Holy Ghost falling on a place in such a way that there was that physical manifestation, Right? Wouldn't it be great if when the Holy Spirit shows up here that we fight tooth and nail with the help of God to protect that, that the Holy Spirit's here? I went to Pensacola, Florida at the tail end of the revival there because I wanted to see what, what was that church like then? You know, what was it like during the revival? The pastor of that church and I were slated to speak at the same uh, the Christian Native Convocation in, in Dead Horse, Montana, and he didn't get to show up. So I didn't get to meet him. So I went down there. I went to that church. And here's the, here's the, the weird thing. How many of you know that sometimes the Holy Spirit will show up and strange things happen? There's strange things happen. Uh, but there, and things that, you know, you, the wisdom of man 
can't touch it, don't understand it. But the devil knows that if the Holy Spirit shows up and begins to do manifestations and heal people and save people and do mighty things, mighty and great mighty things, all he's got to do is get a handful of people to do something super weird. And I'm going to tell you what it was. And you're going to say, that's stupid. You know what it was? Does anybody here know what it was? People started walking and clucking like chickens and blaming it on the Holy Spirit. Now, you think I'm being ridiculous? That's what some people started doing, you know. And, and you know, there are other churches in the land and other pastors where if they're church and they're, and they're not in the spearhead of what God's doing, they throw rocks at the spearhead, right? Well, had do swept like wildfire throughout the world. Man, there's people clucking and walking like chickens at that revival meeting down in so-and-so. So what did they do? They flushed the toilet on the entire revival. And after a period of time, it was gone. I'm talking, listen to me though, let's, let's back up here. We're talking about a church. Pastor, people showed up on Saturday night at 7 o'clock in the evening and stood in line all night long to get a seat in church the next morning to see and witness what God was going to do next. People ask me what revival is. Brother, that's revival. That's revival. Now, one of the problems with it is they show up for loaves and fishes, you know. But I'm telling you, folks, people got saved by the thousands. By the thousands. So, there's fruit from the revival still alive today. But the real heat of it, the center of it, died off. Because the Holy Spirit's not going to be part of a circus. God help us. Teach us about being in Christ, Father, in Jesus' name. Get us ready for any and everything you want to do. Stop worrying about the trivial things. If you've let Jesus in your heart, you're not going to hell. All right? Stop it already. Don't dwell on this. Stop it already. The devil would like to beat you up and cause you to be fearful about future. Stop worrying about deserving it. I don't care what you do, you ain't going to deserve it. Don't. <laughs> you're not going to deserve it. Let Jesus be Jesus in your life. Let him get you ready for the next great revival because God's looking for a place. Why not here? You know? Why not here? Why not in you? Amen? I'm just saying, God, help us. Father, help us. You know? Um, I, I think that being reminded about the in Christ message today is one of the most important things that could happen in our lives. I believe it can be a pivotal next step, Pastor, to get, get, get us ready. To get us ready. When I dwell on a long time, I'm tempted to get upset about how many trivial things I've, I have I've mastered in my life. <laughs> mastered thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Majored in them. Am I the only one? I'm not, am I? You know? God wants to show himself in your life. God wants to remind you where you really are. You know, Pastor, if we get this in Christ message in our hearts and in our lives, we live in perpetual revival. You know? You know that there's a big shindig going on in heaven. Big shindig. Every time somebody gets saved, the angels in heaven above rejoice. And I can show you another verse of Scripture where it says the angels marvel at man's salvation because they don't understand it. One day in prayer, I just said, well, Father, what, 
what, what is it with the angels? Why do they celebrate every time somebody gets saved? Something they don't understand. And the answer that rose up inside of me was, because it makes God happy. And they just get happy right along with him. Simple truth. They just get happy right along with Father. Every time somebody gets saved. Now stand up with me and let me tell you this. Getting saved is easier than you think it is. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart and life, it's, it's the glass of milk that's salvation. Amen? It's the first step that you've got to take. Now listen, I, I, I'm not ashamed to stand up here and tell you what a mess I am and how much I depend on God, you know? And you can't be ashamed, amen, of Jesus because you don't want him to be ashamed of you, amen? He said, if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you, right? We're not ashamed, amen? I'm just asking you here this morning, if you've never let Jesus into your heart, you, 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 can, you know, God's not going to give up on you. He's not going to quit, mind you. But what a grand opportunity, amen, to just let Jesus in. Let him in. Amen? And quit worrying about all these other things. Just remind yourself, guess what? If your bank account's all messed up, just because you accepted Jesus doesn't mean you're going to walk out the door, check your bank account, and everything's going to be over. <laughs> Don't work like that. You know? It doesn't, does it? I, I won't tell you. It's like the words of that song. I'm not going to tell you everything's become instantly perfect in this realm. But I can tell you, that even at that time, God will be breathing on those dry bones. Amen? And He will be bringing life and celebration into your heart and life. Amen? I'm standing right here and there's nothing I would love more in this world, right this minute, than to be able to take you by the hand if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to do that with you right now. If there's anybody in this room that wants to come up here and be with me for a minute, everybody will just rejoice with you. The angels will rejoice. Father will get happy, and you can get happy. Amen? So I'm just inviting you, if you've never asked Jesus in your heart, in your life, come up here and be with me, and we'll take care of it. Doesn't even take a minute, does it, brother? Rob, it doesn't take long, does it? You make that move, and the Holy Spirit does this thing. Amen? Anybody? Anybody? All right, then let me ask you this. Because I'm going to pray for me again, all right? I mean, I'm going to pray for me because I want to be ready. Amen? I mean, I, I can tell you that I've had to talk to the Lord a lot lately about my life, all right? You, you can't go deeper without the Holy Spirit shining some more light in there. Saying, you know, there's still some things we need to tweak here, son. <laughs> you know what the best answer to that prayer is? Okay. Okay, all right. How many of you want to get ready for the next step of the revival? Amen? Amen? All right, okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, I can tell you right now, you know, the list is long. Man, let's let God have the list, all right? Let's let God have the list. Come on down here and join me around, around the front here, and let's just pray. Let's just take hands with somebody. I need somebody on either side here, sister. Come here and take my hand. There you go, there you go, there you go. Everybody grip a hand here and let's just, uh, let's just have a time of prayer for each other, all right? I'm going to lead us.
How many of you know that God specializes in taking care of messes in our lives? Amen? How many of you have seen the commercial, paper towel commercial, life's messy, clean it up, right? This ain't no paper towel cleanup we're talking about here. All right? Life is spiritually messy sometimes. Let God clean it up. Amen? Father, I love you so very, very, very much. I thank you that when we call out to you in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, you hear us when we pray. And Father, I thank you that even by proximity, we're pretty close to you this morning when we call upon the name of your son, Jesus Christ, because we're in him. Father, I long for the days that your word takes precedence in our lives over everything else. And I know that if we let messages like the in Christ message grip our lives and take over for us, we can get ready for anything else that the Holy Spirit wants to do. I thank you, Father, that when your Holy Spirit shows up and manifests himself, it helps to lift up Jesus Christ and it draws all men unto the cross. I know that a lot of other wonderful things can happen, but we have to be ready for it. We have to be prepared to lay down our lives to protect and defend the move of your Holy Spirit at all costs. Now, Father, I, I, I'm so grateful for the shed blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us afresh and anew of all of our sins and shortcomings, and then it just keeps on working. Thank you for that. Thank you for the preparation of our hearts for what you want to accomplish next. But I want to thank you, Father, that not only is it in this place where we dwell together, but also, Father, wants to go with us to our homes. Manifest yourself, I pray, in every home represented in this place. May you show yourself to be God inside the doorways of every home that we represent here today. I thank you that there are some people here from far away. And I thank you that they'll take this message with them in their hearts and in their lives where they go. Spread the word, I pray, Father. Call us to a deeper walk with you. Straighten out our stinking thinking. Help us, Father, to be people of faith and knowledge of the in Christ message. Thank you, Father that the attacks of Satan have no power over us. Thank you, Father, that we are dead to sin. Help us just to say no. Because we need your help, Father. Thank you, Father, for your glory being manifest in our lives. May everyone that comes in contact with us see Jesus working in us, through us, and to us. Watch over us as we depart from this place today. May there be fellowship and the hugging of necks. Thank you for forgiveness of our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us because you set the example for us. In Christ's name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Fellowship together before you leave this place today.